Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse hoping. Slay. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells. That just reminds me of Arnold when he's in Jingle All the Way and he's like, I've got to get myself a Turbo Man. Everybody needs to give me the Turbo Man dolls. Put the cookie down. <laughs> I think I'd do this entire episode with this accent. Make everybody really angry. But then they'll think about it. How can you possibly be angry with a person with this accent? I don't get it. Voldemort was pretty angry and he had that accent. Uh, did he? Yeah. Everybody in the movie's British. Well played. All right, you want to try this again? <laughs> I thought it was fine before. Yeah, but I coughed. It came out bad. Last try. Ready? Ready. What was that? What was my line? Welcome to Cast Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week, we discuss the new game update, balance changes, and more. Boom. Boom. Episode 52, baby. Let's go. Are you excited? I feel like we have a good amount of stuff to talk about this week, and I'm super excited. I know, right? I guess it was like super poor timing on the last episode because we let we released the last episode and then all of a sudden just a monster load of information just wound up coming out. Well, that unfortunately is the nature of a podcast and also not our fault. Double boom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So since we got a lot, um, why don't we just jump right in? How's your week in the arena been going? Week in the arena has been pretty good, man. I am currently sitting at 4,800 trophies or just Ooh. maybe a little bit under that. Um, I've been kind of climbing pretty steadily throughout the, the new season. I guess we're about halfway in at this point, right? So um, we've got about two weeks left until the season's over. Um, I am still currently using the Mortar Mauler, even after the balance changes came out, which we will talk about later. Um, currently, I am trying to max out my rocket. Dude, I am at like 350 out of 1,000. And I just feel like I've got like another two solid months of requesting before I max that card out. Well, you know what you got to do? You got to do what I've been doing and just get really lucky in the shop and buy the stacks of rockets because that's what's been happening to me recently. Um, and like you, I am also trying to level up my rocket, but I can't max it yet because I'm still trying to get to level 10. Uh, but I only need 200 more. And that's in part because I bought two stacks from the shop. And I think total, it only ran me like. I don't know, I want to say like 2,400 gold. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. I mean, I love the new shop, so if I ever do get them, ever get the rockets in the, in the shop, I will totally buy them. Uh, they are well worth it. As long as it's over more than 10, I'll try and buy them because um, you get better value than the old shop. So I thought it was a pretty, pretty cool. I guess the other thing that happened to me this week, dude, I unlocked the Zappies and the Hunter. Um, we'll get to the challenge in a little bit, but uh, I wound up unlocking... The hunter, not from the challenge, but from a chest. So that was pretty cool. Well, I'm a little jealous because I only unlocked the zappies. Uh, but when I unlocked them, guess how many I got? Well, since you say this, I want to just say like one zappies. <laughs> a single zappies. That's exactly how many I got. And then after I unlocked it, I went through, I don't know, maybe 15 chests, I want to say, and that's probably a little generous in the estimate. 15 chests. I didn't get a single one after that. Maybe the game's trying to tell you something, dude. I think there's something going on with their algorithm where they don't give you uh, as many cards when they're brand new. A lot of people were saying that in the clan. And I know it's conspiracy, but you never know. Like they just give you enough to open it like once, but then after that it's just truly random as opposed to just like them pumping out the cards. I don't know. I don't know if, and I, I don't really think that it's on purpose. I honestly think, because usually the biggest thing with this game is that when a new card comes out and you unlock it, you get a lot of them so you could upgrade them, you know, not to max, obviously, but to get a good upgrade on them. Uh, a lot of people were suggesting that maybe something's broken. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I do agree. I think, you know, previously when cards came out, it was pretty easy. I think, you know, we all kind of experienced this like, new card dump into the game where we could all kind of get to 20 caps pretty quickly. 
Um, like you said, not max it out, but just get it to a point where it's usable in challenges, right? Because right. it's kind of pointless to have the card if you can't even use it in challenges, let alone use it in, in, the, in the ladder. So no, I'm, I'm totally with you. But I guess for both of us, it sounds like we've had a pretty good week in the arena. Did you mention how many trophies you, 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 you've gotten so far? No, I'm actually at uh, around 4,600, and I've been pretty steady at that, at that number, uh, anywhere between 45 and 4,600. Boom. Mm-hmm. So, a couple of things happened. Aside from the big update and uh, balance change news, we had a couple of news items, including the special boosts, man. They're back! Dude, I loved these special boosts. I think we talked about them the last time. So they came out once. I forget when they came out. During some random gold rush. Right. So there was a gold rush and then these came out with it. And then we got all these like really cool boosters. Um, and then the gold rush came out again, but it, there were no boosters, right? And we were like, well, why would they not be linked? This is so cool. We felt like we were missing something. This time around, we got the special boosts. We also, maybe like a day or so earlier, got the gold rush. So I'm a huge fan of this. And to boot, out of the three, they gave us one boost for free, which lasts, oh, by the way, over six days. Maybe it's like seven days, I forget. But it's amazing. Every time that you win a ladder game, you get extra gold up to a certain amount per day. Pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, and I'm still not really a fan of the 300 gem cost. I mean, but to be fair, if they're going to do stuff like this, where they like let us try what they are before we buy them, like just randomly give some away. I think that that's a really cool strategy. And you know what? I'm never going to complain about things that are handed to me for free. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And like you said, if you can get it for free to try it, then you're more likely to get it if you felt it gave you good value, right? So like, just like any challenge, if they give you the first entry free, you're more likely to try it again because you've tried it once, maybe you kind of get the ropes of it, you learn the ins and outs, and then you go for it, right? Like, you get to see if this boost actually benefits you, or maybe it, maybe you don't get any good value out of it, and so you say, you know what, I'll just take a, I'll take a seat this week. It's not, not, not my time. Right. Um, and then we also had a couple of challenges, and the first of which was the Hunter Zappies Draft Challenge, which was kind of cool, and I believe it's the first of its kind where... They release two cards at the same time and let you play with one while your opponent plays with the other. What did you think of this? So I thought that this challenge was awesome. I love the fact, one, that it was draft, two, that you got both at the same time. Um, you know, either you pick the Hunters or the Zappies or your opponent got the option and they picked one or the other, right? Right. Um, I thought this was really cool, like about halfway through the challenge, you get to unlock the zappies, you know, maybe like 10 or so of them, and if you won the challenge and got all the wins before you got knocked out with three losses, you got to unlock the hunter. So, you know, I thought that made sense, right, having the rare come before the, the epic, and mm -hmm. I also thought it made sense that the one-time rewards throughout the challenge were kind of spotted with gold, right? So it was like gold, gold, rare, gold, gold epic right so it's kind of like you're winning something throughout it's not just like you know if you don't make five wins or six wins whatever it was to get the zappies you still got something yeah no i agree i definitely think that over the last couple of months they've gotten a lot better and way more generous with um the rewards that are available within challenges um but when you played this challenge if you got the choice between the uh zappies and the hunter what did you find yourself gravitating more towards? Hunter, 100%, literally every single time. Really? To the point where I was actually upset if I got the zappies in my deck from my opponent. Like, if my opponent gave me the hunter, I was like, dude, you just made a big mistake. Ooh, I don't know. I feel like there's a good amount of people that would argue with you on that point, and I will not argue with you. But I will tell you that I didn't follow your trend. I went for the zappies every time. Okay. Well, I mean, people can definitely pick the opposite side of the spectrum here. I mean, full disclosure, I did not get the hunter from this challenge. I unlocked him not from the challenge. I didn't like get full wins from this challenge. So it wasn't like my, my strategy was be all end all, <laughs> so to speak. But right. um, so I was two wins short of getting 
the hunter. Um, but I did unlock him from a, a regular chest. But I, I don't know, man. I guess at the end of the day, I felt like the hunter adds so much value to the map, both from AoE splash damage, but also from single target uh, damage to close up threats. And to be honest, a part of me just feels like the zappies are a little bit weak. Well, I mean, what do you expect? They're named zappies. But dude, the point of them isn't to be strong. The point of them is to control what's going on in the map. And that's why I picked it. When you look at those three little, I mean, in essence, they're kind of like mini Sparkies, except I think better because uh, <laughs> you get three of them. But dude, they zap everything. Do you know that these things can like hold down a bowler so it can't do anything? Did you see that video? Right, but it can. I did see it and it works out really well, but. You can only stun things permanently with the zappies if the zappies start attacking that unit at different times. So, like, if they all attack, like, if you drop them all right now and there's a hog rider on the map, all three of them will attack the hog rider together. So, the stun effect isn't stacked, it's just all at once. And then, no, the no right, I get it. So, like, they have to start attacking at different times. And I feel like you want to know what my biggest issue with this card is? I'll. I'll lay the hammer down on this card right now. Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready, but you better be ready to be zapped. Any four-cost card that gets killed by a fireball is never successful in the meta. Well, fair. But almost every time we get a new card, something happens to it in order to be balanced. So eventually, I think these things are going to be a little bit more... Um, they're going to pack a bigger punch than you expect, I think. So I, I agree with you. I think that they're going to get buffed. But my problem is, is that there has never been a successful four-cost card in the arena if it dies to a four-cost fireball. If it dies to a four-cost poison, that's fine. Because the poison takes eight seconds before the thing dies, right? So in theory, your opponent has to lock your troop in the poison for it to even matter. But... Look at the Electro Wizard. The Electro Wizard was literally irrelevant. It was completely irrelevant for the first, you know, month or I forget how long it took before they increased his health, but it was irrelevant legendary because it died to a fireball. Look at the Crying Machine. The Crying Machine is a four-cost flying troop, dies to a fireball. Zappies, die to a fireball. My prediction is that until they do something um, to make it so that they don't die to a fireball or make them just have more damage to kind of compensate. Like it has, those things have to wind up being like a quick smack in the face um, for them to be worth it if they will live, if they will not live to a fireball. That's my personal opinion. Well, I think one of the cool things that they could do is just make it so that they do not shoot their little zap at the same time. I think to make it so that this card only lets them attack with their zap power separately from one another. Because then you're going to be in a situation where they are controlling a card and it can't go anywhere. Right. And another way that you can do that is right now they all spawn in this like really small, neat, like triangle looking thing, right? Mm -hmm. With one up top and two kind of as the base. But if you spread out their starting point, then it makes it easier for them to attack at different times, right? Because in order for something to reach, it has to move before it starts attacking. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, and I, I think you're right. Uh, I, I definitely think that the fireball uh, thing that you're talking about is a real thing. Um, but I'm hopeful because I, I really do see a lot of potential for this card. Yeah, no, I see tremendous potential. And to, to be fair, I see potential that is scary for this card. Like this card has the potential to be very overpowered very quickly. And so I think it's kind of like the Inferno Dragon. It has to be tamed. It has to be slowly increased in value. Otherwise, it can just, it'll overtake the, the meta in a way that's control-oriented and not attack-oriented. So it's, it's just different. Well, I'm excited for that. Boom. Boom. And we got one more challenge, the Triple Elixir Challenge. So uh, this one is insane. This is literally Triple Elixir the entire time. Uh, and it threw me off the first time I played it because I thought that it was, 
I don't know why. I guess I was just being silly. I just assumed that as soon as you took the first tower down, the game was over, but that's not what was happening. Dude, let me tell you something. This mode is so stressful. So stressful. You literally have to just keep piling buildings and troops and spells on top of your opponent until they literally just can't hold their ground anymore. And I just feel like, to be fair, the deck that I was using was just the mortar deck, which is, yeah, not really the best deck to be using, I don't think. But let me tell you, I did get a handful of wins in this challenge, but I, I, it, it's too much. To keep the amount of mortars that I had at, at any one given match was insane. So, I don't know. Like, do you like the challenge or do you not like the challenge? You're, you're giving me mixed I, signals. I think if, no, I mean, not really. I think if I played with a better deck, it probably would have been more enjoyable for me. But also, I don't know, man. It's not really a, a, a mode where you can, like, take one tower down and defend. You have to, like, really go. I feel like most of the time you're going for three crowns. Right. It's like, in this instance, the best defense is a, is a good offense. <laughs> it's it's like a the, brutal offense. Yeah, it's like the opposite. I, I agree with you. I think this is a little bit stressful. I think, you know, if you're not, if you're, you know, slow reacting with cards, you're really wasting a lot of elixir. Um, I fared pretty well in this challenge. Um, I got a really cool deck from someone that we uh, follow on Twitter. His name is Trainer Paradox, and he got nine wins and zero losses with the deck. And I gave it a try. It was a Tornado Boulder Executioner Graveyard deck. So it was super control oriented, but it had that like graveyard kind of surprise element to it, right? Um, yeah, you got to show me how to play this deck because this challenge is still going on as we record. So I need to win. Right. I will share some replays <laughs> with you so that you can give it a go. And I'm much more I'm much more willing to pay the 50 gems to redo this challenge than the 100 gems for the Hunter Zappy challenge. I totally agree with that because this one is not draft. You can make your own decks and it's just a little bit better if you can create a good deck that works. It's just better to pay the 50 gems to bring that into the arena. Right. Right. And what's even better is that we created a YouTube video to showcase how the deck works. So we played it in Triple Elixir, showed you how the deck works, good things, bad things, get a few wins, hopefully no losses, and we'll see how it goes. But be sure to check out our YouTube channel so you can see the Triple Elixir deck in action. And next time around, because this, this challenge was pretty short, right? And by the time this episode releases, it will have passed. But check it out, and the next time the Triple Elixir challenge happens, you can give it a go, and hopefully it works for you. Bada bada. Boom. All right. So we also got this pretty big update that happened. Um, and we're not going to go through every single thing in huge amounts of detail just because we're kind of late to the party on this one. Sorry. Um, but we do want to give our opinions on some of this stuff because a lot of this stuff is pretty cool. And also, we kind of had to find most of this stuff on our own. Right. And that's because Supercell did not give us any sneak peeks this time around. Or they did, but it was like super subtle sneak peeks. It was very, very vague. So let's dive right in. Yeah, so um, we got a new arena. Electro Valley. Dude. 3,400 trophies, man. This thing looks cool. Looks really cool. You want to know what I... Two things that I love about this... Well, three things. Three things I absolutely love about this arena. One, at each corner of the map, there is like a little like Tesla zap kind of tower going off mm-hmm. that's number one number two the arena floor once i think it's overtime or maybe in the last minute of the game i forget which one it lights up this really cool like like lightning floor and then yeah. it's lit up until the game is over so it's super awesome effect on the map cool and the third thing i don't know if you noticed this a hidden brawl stars logo chilling in the right hand corner of the map how awesome is that oh i did see that and it's pretty cool that it's just like the badge like it's a sheriff's badge it's really awesome yeah it's like subtle but like yo what's up exactly um but i will i agree with your uh points numbers two and three but let me tell you something and i know that there are a handful of people that will agree with me on this i do not like the little tesla things in the corners of the map Really? Do not. And you know what? Personally, if they're going to keep them, cool. They need to be a lot smaller. Why? Do they distract you? A, they're distracting, and B, they are in the way when you're trying to put stuff down in the corners of the map. Are you sure about that? A hundred percent. Really? No, I guess, no, now that you mention it, like I think I've seen other people 
like complain about that, but I don't know, maybe I just didn't notice it because I just loved that arena so much. Like I just felt like it was not flawed at all. That's I mean, that's fair. But uh I can tell you right now, it's definitely an issue and I definitely think that they need to tone them down a little bit. I disagree. Boom. <laughs> Fine. Agree to disagree. Deal. So of course, with the introduction of a new arena, the legendary arena now is Arena 12 because it just keeps going up 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 up. That's right, which is an indirect buff to the arena, I guess, right? Because now, like, chests, gold victories, and all that fun stuff actually gets increased because they're not going to keep it the same and then kind of reduce everything below it. So it kind of gets bumped up a little bit, which is pretty neat to see. I will take it. Again, me and Free go hand in hand. Boom. And obviously we got the new cards, um, and they were available to be unlocked as soon as the update hit. But dude, I think the star of the uh, the star of the attraction here are the three new chests that were introduced into this game in both the shop and I think the chest cycle, although I haven't really been able to find definitive evidence of that. Right. So why don't you give us a rundown of what those chests are? Right. So like I said, three new chests, one called the lightning chest, which allows you to replace stacks of cards of your choice and you have up to five quote-unquote strikes to get rid of the ones that you don't like and keep the ones that you do like which is kind of cool um and super creative I, ha- I have to be honest i didn't really see a chest like this ever being introduced into the game and then when i saw it i'm like huh that's pretty sweet yeah and no, i agree i think this was like a super clever way of kind of spicing up the chest life a little bit right like you know what was what would be cooler than to kind of nix cards that you don't want up to a certain amount and you know ultimately kind of it's like swapping out it's like a mulligan for chests how many times do you get cards that you just don't want you're not interested in maybe they're just bad in the current meta etc and you just want to switch them out for something else try my luck you know with with a new draw so to speak right and this chest only costs 250 gems which is pretty good yeah so i guess across the board we saw them reduce the cost of chests from the shop And I think that people get so much more value out of them. Agreed. Um, And the next chest is called the Fortune Chest. And this chest is a lot different than any other chest that we've ever seen before. So it allows you to get a glimpse of the future, so to speak, and see what your chest might contain. Now, what's cool about this is at the top of the shop, every single day, there is a daily fortune. And it shows you what four stacks of cards are going to be available or possibly available in your fortune chest. So the trick with this is it will contain at least one of the four shown stacks, but also a big also, there is a chance to get one legendary, a one in 10 chance. Yeah, no, I think that that's really cool, right? I forget what the quote unquote magical chests were, um, in terms of percentages for the for the legendary, but I feel like it was less than ten percent. And the fact that I feel like I have mixed feelings about this this chest, right? Because like the fortune chest is cool because you see like oh, there's hunters and rockets that can potentially give me like I can get today, and that may entice me to get the chest. But then like if I get something like a bomb tower, I'll be pretty upset. Like you know what I mean? I just feel like it's very enticing, but then if it doesn't give you the one of the four or even you know, if if you like 75% of the choices and it gives you the other one, well, you know, it's kind of a letdown. Yeah, this is probably one of the only chests that I don't really find too much value in personally. For other people, it's probably fine. But like, to get a glimpse, I feel like they're putting too much value in the glimpse portion of it and charging for the glimpse of the fortune chest. And I just don't, I don't know, man, I don't know if 750 is is enough for me to jump in and actually buy one. Yeah, and I get that. Maybe 400. Yeah, but then again, there's a 1 in 10 chance to get a legendary, right? So it's enticing in multiple ways. So, And I get, I get that, but it's just I don't have the 750 gems to spend on it, so I won't do it. You know, if I was rolling in gems here, I'd have no problem giving it a shot and seeing what happens. But, you know, I will, I will probably very rarely actually buy this one. Fair. Um, And then the last chest, actually, I'm going to say the last two chests because this one's a little strange uh, because we haven't seen one of them yet. Um, Right now, we currently have the legendary king's chest, which has a huge focus 
on legendary cards. Uh, it costs 2,500 gems, but it essentially acts like a draft chest. So you get to choose your legendary, but it's guaranteed, which is pretty awesome. And I'm assuming, based on the name, the second version of this chest, which is just called a king's chest, so no legendary king's chest, there's no legendary in it, and it has a huge focus on epic cards. Right, so I guess at the end of the day, the king's chest and the legendary king's chest is super cool because, like you said, Rob, it is in draft format. The legendary king's chest is the best possible choice because for 2,500 gems, you get a guaranteed legendary. Plus, you get a whole bunch of epics and rares and that kind of thing. So this compares to the old super magical chest that you could only buy from the shop or get in your rotation, right? Your card rotation pretty rarely. Mm -hmm. um, but if you remember at you know Legendary Arena, a super magical chest cost, I don't know, something around like 4,500 gems, astronomical amounts. And oh, by the way, it only gave you a 25% chance to actually get a legendary. So you could spend, I don't know, somewhere like $100, not get a legendary and open up a chest that's bad. <laughs> Totally agree. Yeah, that, that's why this is actually a really good thing, and I'm glad to see that Supercell actually brought something like this into the game. And you know what, dude, like, not, like you said, not only is it a guaranteed legendary, but it's a guaranteed choice between two legendaries. Right, so it's not just a random draw. You get to pick and choose. It's kind of like the strike chest from which we talked about before, right? Like, you get the option. Yeah, you could get two bad options, but you're going to pick the better of the two bad options, right? Like, right. it feels better to me. Totally agree. Um, so a couple of other things that were coming this month that did already happen, but some have not. Uh, we got our gold rush. We got some special challenges. They brought back the boosts, but also they said we were going to get a gem rush. Where is it? I bet you by the time this episode airs, it would have happened already because podcasts no nah, i don't think so i think, the, <laughs> I think the, the gold rush just came out so i think they'll probably try and spread out the gem rush gem rush will probably be for like the holiday week between like christmas and new year's if i had to guess uh so we'll see um but yeah we have gotten a bunch of special challenges you know we, we we've gotten the gold rush we've gotten the boosts so I, I mean they've they've hit on their their promises so far and if they keep them coming like this it just keeps the game fresh and less stale so i'm i'm a fan right um, couple of improvements though. One of my favorites, the daily gifts quest is now always active. How awesome is that? I love this thing. I think the daily gifts is so cool because you don't have to worry about like achieving a quest or a task, right? Like this to me feels more like a true replacement for the lack of free chests that are rotating all the time in the game. Um, you get three different gifts per day, whether it's gold, a chest, or a, a card stack, and it really allows you to kind of go in throughout the day every four hours and just pick something up. And in theory, it's just the same time um, as a free chest would have been, right? Because like a free chest would have come in rotation every four hours, and the daily chests or the daily gifts come every four hours as well, but it's not just subject to a chest. It could be a chest a gift like a coins or a stack of a specific card. So I think it's fresh and it's cool and it's a good replacement. Right. Um, and I also love the little detail, which did not go unnoticed by myself. They put a nail in the board to hold this quest up all the time. No other quest has a nail in it. So it's kind of like it's pinned. Yeah, exactly. Love it. Um, in other news, uh, Epic and Legendary cards now appear in the shop more often if you're 4,000 trophies or up. And dude, cards at max level are less likely to appear in the shop and subsequently the fortune chest. Who said it? We did! When did we say it? Episodes ago! <laughs> dude, this is an awesome one as well, right? Like these small improvements that really add value to the game, right? Like... I mean, seriously, like if you have a maxed card, why do I want it to appear in the shop? It's like a wasted space and I could be using my gold to purchase other cards that I actually need. Yep. So glad to see they fixed that. And also beautiful support for the beloved iPhone 10, Samsung Galaxy S8 and the Note 8. So big screeners rejoice. 
That's right, and I guess last but not least, in this update, we got a glimpse of what the new, new, new card is gonna be. Not the Zappies, not the Hunter, but dude, the Royal Ghost. Ooh, it's gonna be a three-cost legendary card. Have you looked at the stats and what this thing does? Oh, dude, he's ridiculous. So he just kind of moseys through the arena, invisible, unbeknownst to other troops, and then when he's startled by another troop, he kind of wakes up, appears, does his damage, and then I'm assuming if he survives, he goes right back to being a ghost again. Yeah, I mean, it says it right in the tooltip, right? Like, the tooltip says, he drifts invisibly through the arena until he's startled by an enemy, then he attacks. Then he's invisible again. This thing is wild, man. Like, I loved the idea of a ghost when they first talked about it on Radio Royale. But let me tell you something. This thing is cooler than I ever would have thought it would have been. And he just looks like an old dead king. And I think that's what they were going for, right? And, I, you know, his stats kind of puzzle me a little bit, to be perfectly honest with you. He does area splash damage. He doesn't attack, um, you know, single target. He is a melee troop. And what I've seen a lot of people compare him to is the knight, right? Both of them are three cost. Mm -hmm. He has just under 300 HP less than the knight. So he's pretty tanky, to be honest with you. I mean, he's got 1,100 health at 20 standards. Um, he does about the same damage per second as the knight does. So I guess at the end of the day, this card is a three-cost legendary that's invisible, but is also very tanky. And in comparison, if you were to look at the Ice Golem, which is a very tanky two-cost card, that's got a little over 1,000 health. So this thing is almost... It's, it's actually a little bit more tanky than the Ice Golem, but it's like a, an AoE-type knight. I think this card is going to be crazy good in the meta. I guess my question is, if nothing is attacking this troop, like nothing startles this troop, can you not like fireball it or use a rocket on it to kill it while it's going by a tower? I'm assuming not, but my other question would be, I'll, I'll one-up you. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. What startles it? Oh, it's got to be buildings or troops, right? But how? Do they just walk by? Do they have to be attacking something else? No, it's got to just be like in, by appearance. Like it's got to be within a certain radius. They Let's see if it's in the tooltip. It's, but it's, I would imagine that it's just like if they're ultimately in the area. But it should say that on the card. Like what, what's the radius for attracting it or startling him you're asking too much you're a casual player joe this game is never going to give you what you want like they, they tell you how far a bandit dashes right so like why would they not tell you how close something needs to be by the thing to make it not invisible anymore i think that's important yeah well um who knows i guess time will tell we'll need to really see it in action agreed hey joe hey rob guess what time it is oh i know what time it is it's time for Boom It or Move It! Nailed it! And this week we are doing a special Boom It or Move It because we talked about whether we were going to go over the balance changes and we didn't really want to put everybody through it because we've had a lot of time to kind of experience it. So really what we're going to do is Boom It or Move It on each balance change. And we'll talk about it from the perspective of how we like it after the fact to see if it actually had the impact that we wanted it to when it first came out. All right, and since there are a lot of them, we're gonna go through these very rapid fire. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right, number one, Hog Rider. Hit speed to 1.6 seconds from 1.5 seconds, plus the first attack comes 0.1 second slower. Boom it or move it. This one for me is a total boom. While I love the Hog Rider, he is my boy. Everyone was using him. He was a little bit too much value for, for, for the four cost. I like that he attacks slower overall, and I like that he attacks slower on the initial attack. So this one for me was a huge boom. Nice. Are you ready for the next one? Ready. All right, the Knight. Hit speed was reduced from 1.1 seconds to 1.2 seconds. Boom it or move it. Ooh, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna let my bias take over here and I'm going to move it because I use this card all the time in any 
any nerf to this card makes me shudder a little bit and I just I don't know man I don't necessarily know if it makes a huge impact in in the arena right now but I do really like the way that the knight hit before and I uh I don't know man I just don't want my knight to go downhill yeah no I get it but I think you need to do these from the uh without the bias I'm gonna I'm gonna boom this one I think the knight for three costs was way too tanky and did a lot of damage so this one to me made a lot of sense well again Agree to disagree. Deal. Are you ready? Ready. Number three, the Prince. His hit points were increased by 5% and his hit speed increased from 1.5 seconds to 1.4 seconds, so he hits faster. Boom it or move it. I boom this one. Boom, boom, ba-boom. Dude, the Prince is like that iconic, like, figure of Clash Royale, and I think for the longest time, he has not been used. If you go back to, like, vanilla... Clash Royale, he was always used, like P.E.K.K.A. Double Prince. And I think this increase in health and increase in attack speed will really allow him to become more viable in beatdown style decks. And oh, by the way, we've actually seen this card come out with the P.E.K.K.A. Double Prince. So, I mean, it's seemingly having some pretty good impact on the meta as we speak. Agreed. I, uh, I actually see this guy a lot. And uh, I think that this was a good thing for this card to get. So, boom. All right. Next up, damage spells like the Fireball, Lightning, Zap, Log, Poison, Rocket, Arrows. All of them had their damage to the Crown Towers reduced from 40% to 35%. Boom it or move it. Totally going to boom this one because I just feel like even though this affects uh, huge spells like the Rocket, and the lightning i just feel like people were really trying to spell cycle a lot and you would see many games where people would just cycle through and take down someone's king tower and that would just end the game and i don't think that's fair so totally boom it yep nope i would agree i think that this ultimately allows more skill to be played in the match with troops and buildings and use spells as a support as opposed to a win condition you know, that is just super reliable and almost impossible to defend against. Mm-hmm. Number five. Ice Golem. Death damage. Slow effect. Duration to one second from two seconds. Boom it or move it. So I'm going to boom this one. I think that the Ice Golem for two cost had way too much value. I think the two seconds slow just didn't make sense. It's too much control. I think one second is more of just like a little enhanced to a card right it's just like a little perk to it but it's not you know uh a point of emphasis for the card the slow duration should be should be less and this makes sense to me totally agree all right next one the skeleton barrel they added death damage boom it or move it it's gonna be a quick one you ready ready totally boom it because this card was a little underpowered and i think that adding a death damage makes sense and makes it a little bit more viable in the meta. I agree. And oh, by the way, this death damage kills equivalently leveled bats when they get spawned. So your opponent can't just use two cost bats and, and be okay with that. They have to use a little bit more to kill the actual skeletons. Yep. And the next one, the giant skeleton gets a hit point increase of 5%. Boom it or move it. I'm going to boom this one just because I don't see why I would move it. Right? Like, I don't have strong feelings about this one. So, for me, I think the only thing that the, like, the only purpose of a giant skeleton is to get it to the tower. So, the death damage is really what makes this card worth it. So, having more hit points allows you to facilitate it getting to the tower a little bit better. Um, and this just makes sense to me. Like, I can't think of why it doesn't make sense. So, I'll just boom it. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Um, totally for it. Doesn't really affect me either. So, um, number eight. All right, so number eight, the guards. Damage was increased by 5%, hit points were increased by 5%, and their hit speed was increased from 1.2 seconds to 1.1 seconds, so they now attack faster. Boom it or move it. Totally also going to boom this one. I think that these cards were clearly underpowered and weren't really viable in the arena. And I just feel like you never really saw people play the guards, man. They were such a good card. Where are my guards at? Like, they were such a good card. And then they just kind of like, poof, gone. 
guards, man. They need to be in this game, and now I think that they have a fighting chance. I agree. Mm-hmm. Number nine, the goblins. And this affects any card that contains a goblin. Got their damage decreased by 6%. Boom it or move it. I'm boom, boom, boom in this one, dude. I think the goblins just had tremendous value. I think the goblin gang, the goblin barrel, I think a lot, you know, we call it the loblin, but any log bait sort of deck was just, it's too powerful. This change at, you know, reducing by 6% doesn't necessarily make those decks unusable. It just makes them more manageable. And if you combine this balance change along with the spell balance change, the Loblins used the rocket. And so if both of those got nerfed, it makes defending against these decks so much better um, just because you can last a little bit longer and not everything so overpowering. True, and I also, correct me if I'm wrong, but I also think that this is the first time that we had a nerf or any kind of change to a type of troop. This affects all goblins, not just a particular card. Yeah, no, I, th I think you're right. I don't, I don't know if we've ever seen that before. Yep. All right, last one. The Elixir Collector, or as I like to call it, the Elixir Pump, had its hit points reduced by 13%. Boom it or move it. I'm also going to boom this one. And I'm sorry for all you Elixir Pump players, but I just think this card is already ridiculous. It gives you such an advantage no matter what deck you're playing in. I think that this card had too many hit points and it needs to be able to be taken out a lot quicker. And this achieves that. So, double boom. Double boom, I agree. I think that this change allows the fireball and the poison when used on the elixir pumps to get equal value now, right? Like, if you use a pump and I use a fireball, now we have equal elixir at the end of the day. Whereas mm -hmm. previously, those using those cards made me lose one elixir. So, you know, I, I think ultimately it's a great change for the game. D emphasizes beatdown style decks, which was literally everywhere, um, and focuses elsewhere. Boom. Another successful boom it or move it. Are you ready for a meta check? Meta check. That's right, and our boy Lord Christmas, Sir Devin, comes to us with another fantastic meta check. So, Joe, what are the numbers? Dude, so Devin took a peek at what the ladder looks like at the tippy tippy top for the cards that are being used after the balance changes occurred. First, let's look at the guards. We talked about how good they would be after the balance changes. Well, dude, after the balance changes, they are currently being used at around 48% at the top of the ladder. Woof. The goblins, which are the counterpart to those cards that we said they replaced, actually saw an 80% decrease in use rates over the last three weeks. What? That's crazy. So in short, the pros are taking tremendous advantage of the value that these guards have to use for both offensive and defensive purposes. Told you. With changes in damages to spells, we've seen cards change slightly with how they're being used. So for example, we used to say, <clears throat> we used to see the rocket being the number one spell used by the top of the ladder. The rocket typically was always seen there while the lightning, the other big mama kind of spell, was never really there. Well, with these balance changes, people are kind of leaning away from these bigger spells and they're actually leaning more towards the poison and the zap. Recurring damage for quick cycling spells. So, hey, you can't get the one or two big spells on the tower? Well, that's fine. Instead, just get the smaller spells on five or six times throughout the course of the match and actually achieve more damage throughout the course of the match. Right, and probably be a little bit more precise with your placement of that small spell. Much less room for error. So what else do we got? Next up is the Hog Rider, or as I should say, Hog Rider! After the balance changes came out, we saw a huge decrease in use rates for this card. But after the balance changes were taken into effect and people started playing with the card, they must have realized that the Hog Rider is still very valuable to have in your deck. So this card actually sees the same percentage use rates at the top of the ladder as it did before the balance changes. You know why? Because he's still super strong 
and still extremely tanky, all because of that pig. I totally agree. And last up, the knight. Our boy, the knight. Use rates have dropped dramatically. Womp womp. After establishing itself as one of the most consistently used defensive cards in the game, use rates have dropped about 10% in the last three weeks. Ugh. This may be another direct impact of the guards being used more often since they are both three cost and they are used for defense as well. So our boy, the knight, is not seeing good value right now. Not good, man. Not good. I told you. I knew it. I felt it. I seen it. I seen it. But hey, <laughs> dude, that's the meta check. Our boy Lloyd Christmas. Devin, thanks so much for, for giving us the numbers. It seems like the balance changes are hitting the meta the way we thought they would. But we didn't cover everything, so we will include the numbers in the show notes, so be sure to take a look and let us know if you have any questions. Bada bada. Boom. Boom. Well, we got some chests to open. Yeah, we do. This one's gonna be big. This one is gonna be big, although I had a feeling that we were gonna have a hard time topping the last episode because as everybody well knows now, we had to shut the podcast down. So, how could we top it, Joe? How? I'll tell you. With a lot of chests. Lots and lots of big dogs. Right. So what do you have? I have a clan, a crown, and one big dog. All right. I, sir, have a clan, a crown, and four big dogs. How does that even happen? I'm not entirely sure, but I can promise you that it's gonna be huge. All right, man, let's just dive right in and see what happens. Well, before we start, I will tell you that if we do open up two legendaries again on the show, the show is not going to end. That was a one-time-and-done type of thing, but hopefully we can do it again. That would be fun, right? That's right. All right, so who goes first? Me? I guess I must, right? You must. Okay. So I'm going to do my crown chest. You ready? Ready. Crown chest. 658 gold. Two gems, nine skeleton barrels. Okay. 18 minions, 52 bombers. Womp, womp, womp. Oh, come on. And nine crying machines immediately became a frown chest. Frown chest, real quick. Wow. All right, whatever. You're up. All right, crown chest. Here we go. 699 gold. Uh-oh, good start. Two gems. Also good start. 35 knights. Nice. 43 goblins. Uh-oh. Nine battle rams. All right. And one lightning. Nice. That wasn't too bad, actually. That was like a normal normal crown chest i think right in the middle of the road we'll take it mediocre at its best i love mediocrity (laughs) all right uh so clan chest uh 10 out of 10 clan chest 1620 gold as always 43 e-barbs ouch yeah what again 56 bombers (laughs) Yikes. So you've gotten a frown chest, and this is this seems like it's turning into like a bland chest, not a clan chest. This is a bland chest. This is a flan chest. Maybe maybe we can redeem it. Hold on. Maybe the bad stuff is in the beginning and the good stuff is at the end. We'll see. 59 spear goblins. Eh. 83 rip skeletons. Rip Larry. Oh, nope. I I spoke way too soon. 12 bomb towers. Well, (laughs) well, that's it. There goes that chest. 15 wizards and two bowlers, which I'll take, but I don't like almost any of the other cards minus Larry. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty brutal. All right, maybe mine will be better. Let's see. Maybe. 1,620 gold. Mm Mm-hmm. Two goblin huts. Eh. Fifteen ice spirits. 
Nice. Mortar Mauler. Mortar Mauler, baby. Let's go. Three Barbarian Huts. No. Nope. 37 Goblin Gang. So they're giving you all the Goblin cards that got nerfed. Right. I don't like that. <laughs> 22 Giants. 188 Cannons. Ooh. And I don't know how I feel about this one. Three Mirrors. Dead Silence. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it either. Yeah. This was like another mediocre chest for me. Joe, you're like a middle-of-the-road kind of guy tonight. Well. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. So, my first big dog out of four. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Giant chest. Dang, that's your first one? That's my first one. Oh, gosh. Uh-huh. 924 gold. 34 minions. 15 ice golems. Again, giving us stuff that is nerfed. Hmm. I'm done. I can't do- I'm done doing chest openings. I can't handle it anymore. I just got 212 bombers. <laughs> I just got like 350 bombers in, in two- in three chests. That's pretty brutal, dude. Ah, last card. 47 zappies! Well, you actually like that card, so... I do, and I don't get a lot of them ever, so I'll take it. Yeah, so that very quickly kind of came back to a decent giant chest? I mean, every card in here is good except for the bomber. Well, if so facto... It's a good chest. All right, well, you have three chests left, so should you just do one more, then I'll do one my big dog? And Yeah, I could do that. Let's do that. All right, um, I have an epic chest. Okay. Hunters better come out of this chest, man. If, if they... It... If you don't get hunters out of this chest, it's a failed epic chest. I know, and a failed chest opening. Are you ready? Ready. Immediately unlock the hunter. Hey! Hey! Nice, Boom, dude. Wow. Success. It's so nice looking at epic cards in front of the epic chest. It's so pretty and purple. Yeah, I get it. I love it. Royalty at its best. All right, three more cards, though. You ready? Ready. Two baby dragons. Nice. Five golems. Not bad. Mm-hmm. And 12 dark princes. Nice. Dude, that was a beast epic chest. How many hunters did you get? Take a guess. One. Single. Well. Yeah, well. I mean, one, two, five, and 12. That's, that's the order of the numbers, so... I mean, you know what? I'll take it. Now it's unlocked. Better than zero. At least I have it. Agreed. All right, I've got one big dog. It is a giant chest. Are you ready? Yes. All right, here we go. 924 gold. Two musketeers. Hey, one hunter. Hey, nice. Let's go. 246 ice spirits mortar mauler baby wow what level is, is your uh, card at right now huh what level is your ice spirit at right now sorry i was just you know getting blinded and angry by the fact that 59 zappies appeared on my screen see that chest would have been perfect for me yeah for, for you <laughs> <laughs> my ice spirit is level uh 12 right now so it is i'm currently I guess I'm, like, trying to max it out, but I'm not, like, actively requesting it, if that makes sense. He's middle-of-the-roading it. Right. Remember mm -hmm. what I said before, Rob? Mediocrity. I'm totally fine with that. Right. Was that it? All right, big guy, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, just don't worry about my chests and, you know, the, the, the little, you know, cool stuff that comes out of them. You know, I know you got two more big dogs. Why don't you feel free to open them for everyone? I do. I do. And I have a magical chest from my quests. Are you ready? Ready. 1,320 gold. Okay. Two battle ram. 26 skeleton barrels. I'm getting better at understanding what this card is now that I see it more often. Right. 
10 Inferno Towers. Good if I want to take on Royal GG. 75 bats. Nice. 15 Goblin Huts. Hmm. Hmm is right. Two Executioners. Pretty good. And two Bowlers. Nice. You got a bowler before, too, so you've gotten some pretty good epics this, this time around. I know. I'm, like, loaded with epics right now. But you've got one more chest to open, sir. I do. And it is a legendary chest. Woof. <laughs> I, thought, I thought maybe we could do it two times in a row, but we didn't seem to pull it off this time. Now, with, you know, five total big dogs, you'd think it's possible, but I guess not. You would think so. Um... As always, the odds are stacked against us. Are you ready for the legendary chest? Let's do it. Spinning, 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 spinning. The Ice Wizard! Oh! Oh! Boom! Boom! Excellent. Now I'm one-fourth of the way to a level three Ice Wizard. Dude, that's amazing. That card, I feel like it's underrated. I feel like that card is so good on defense, but people just aren't finding good use for it right now. Like in the top of the ladder, the Ice Wizard is still used some of the time in certain kind of like hog cycle decks. So that card is so good. I know. And that was a really, uh, that was a really cool chest opening. I'm excited about my legendary, but let me tell you, man, I am way more excited to unlock the Hunter. No, I, I totally agree. Because now I got all the cards. Until the ghost comes out. Boom. Boom. So, with that said, let's move on to our... Deck Spotlight. Deck Spotlight. And this deck is called Gamergy, because it's the deck that Surgical Goblin used to win the Gamergy Finals. And it's a 3.0 average elixir cost deck that includes the Zap, the Poison, Archers, Ice Golem, Tesla Tower, Ice Spirit, Mega Minion, and The Graveyard. So Joe, how do we play like Surgical Goblin? Dude, so this deck is super, super good. As you just mentioned, Surgical Goblin was the winner of the Gamergy Masters Finals. And in the finals matchup, when he actually beat Flobby to win the whole thing, he used this deck. Now, as you can tell, this deck is actually super, super quick because it's 3.0 average elixir cost. And at its core, it is a graveyard poison cycle deck. Now, because it's so cheap in terms of average elixir cost, the best pushes to make with this deck is very simply Ice Golem at the bridge, graveyard and then wait to see if you can throw your poison down or your zap down to get tremendous value on offense the key with this deck is not throwing down your graveyard too soon because one you want to allow the opponent's tower to attack or lock onto your ice golem also if you use your poison spell too soon your opponent can position their troops around the poison and allow you to get very little value with the four cost spell that you're using. Timing is everything with this deck, and using your spells effectively and efficiently on offense really allows you to get the value you need to win the game. On defense, you have very cheap cost troops that allow you to defend well against most things. The archers, the mega minion, and the ice spirit are perfect combinations for almost anything that comes your way. The Tesla Tower is kind of the, the sleeping giant in this deck. For four costs, it allows you to get good value on minions, minion horde, but also really tanky troops like the giant, the golem, and things of that nature. If you bring anything into the middle of the map, it allows the Tesla Tower and both Archer Towers to attack. You can spread your other troops around it and freeze everything in the middle of the map to get crazy good damage on defense. Defending with cheap cost things allows you to cycle faster to your Ice Golem Graveyard push again on offense. By the time this deck gets into the double elixir time, you have the advantage. So if you can defend well and cheaply in terms of cost, you have the advantage in double elixir. 
because you can cycle back to your graveyard faster than they can cycle back to their counters for the graveyard. So ultimately, at its core, this deck is a fast graveyard cycle offense deck. Use your poison efficiently and effectively. Don't zap too soon because you might need to save that for defense. And on defense, you really, really, really want to try not to use your Ice Golem. You want to use your Ice Spirit along with your Mega Minion and your Archers. Otherwise, you won't have the Ice Golem for your offensive pushes. Ooh, nice job, dude. Thank you, sir. So I know that that was a mouthful. But for the first time ever, Rob, we have done the next level. And what's that? Dude, for this deck, we actually created a YouTube video to supplement the deck spotlight so that we could show you us putting the casual wheels on and taking it for a spin. That we could see how we played the deck, what we lost against, and what we won against, so you can learn from us, apply them on your own, and get better than we were in it. And you can find that video on our YouTube channel, so be sure to go to youtube.com slash castrealpodcast, and you can find the deck there. Boom. Boom. All right. Well, we also got a handful of reviews. We got nine total reviews, and we're going to read out one. And this one comes from Litchy Monster from Australia. Australia. Joe, they literally requested that we read this entire thing in our terrible Aussie accent. Hmm. Just so everybody knows, I'm not making this up. The end of the review literally says, P.S. If you read this on air, then I expect the whole thing in a terrible Aussie accent. And then we're winked at. So they know. They know we're bad at this. Right. This is like the, this is like the checkmate. They, they've, they've, they've saw our, <laughs> our move and they've defeated us already. They have totally called us out. Uh, so... Do you want me to do it or do you want to do it? If you think for a second that I'm going to volunteer myself <laughs> to embarrass literally every word that comes out of my mouth, I will not do it. All right. Well, but here's what I will do. I will highly encourage. I will encourage you, Robert, to, to read this review very well, mate. <sighs> I already know it's going to be bad. I'm not, say, I'm not saying the title. In an Aussie accent. I'm just going to say it starts with edutainment for the win. So I'm assuming that's education and entertainment. I would, I would agree. Well, I didn't want to butcher the cool word with my terrible Aussie accent. Here's my prediction. Ready. You're going to start, but by halfway through, you're going to switch to a normal accent. That's my prediction. I mean, it may happen. No, I think what's going to happen is by the time I get to the middle of this thing, it's going to be Scottish. <laughs> it's going to be English. <laughs> Going to be maybe a little Irish. Everything but Aussie. <laughs> Everything but. Um, so, without further ado, to be honest, <laughs> I was initially dubious about spending valuable commuting time listening to this, but I'm now a convert. The guys are hilarious and have picked up a stack of deck tactics and tips to help me climb the ladder. <laughs> I think I'm doing pretty good so far. Very good, actually. And best of all, I can now import all the decks they discuss straight to the game, which I'm about to do now. Time to try out the Mortimola, baby! Thanks, guys, and keep up the awesome work. Litchy from Down Under. Boom! Dude, why? How, how did Boom! you all of a sudden learn how to do an Aussie accent? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know where that came from. I just pulled out my Crocodile Dundee. Crocodile Dundee. Maybe I should have thought of that when I was doing my read of these. <laughs> well, now you can thank them because I am done talking. I mean, with that being said, in all seriousness, Litchy Monster, thank you so much for the kind words. We do understand that you were a little bit skeptical, but super happy you decided to give us a try, and we're very excited that you are now part of the community. Bada bada. Boom! <laughs> Boom! And huge shout-outs to Eclipse from Canada, A-Rex 6 from Italy! A spicy meatball, a spaghetti, and a pizza! <laughs> uh, 
Ah, and to admin factor. Monkey Man with a bunch of numbers. Speed Cuber, 1-5. Pie Man, Cool Man, Cold Iron, and our buddy Bufaretti from the United States. Now you're saying it wrong, Rob. You gotta have that, like, Spanish inflection, like, Bufarete. <laughs> by the way, by the way, we normally don't read two reviews, but I gotta just throw some shade on my boy Bufaretti. His <laughs> review says... I wish the show was only Rob. Yes. Joe just yes. booms. Actually, I love the booms. <laughs> Keep it up. This is totally <laughs> him in a nutshell. If you've, if you've never spoken to Bufferetti before or watched his videos, it's totally him. Huge shout out to him. Be sure to check him out on YouTube. We just did a 2v2, one on our channel and one on his channel. So be sure to check it out. And Boof, thanks again for the review. Bada bada. Boomer ready. Boomer ready. um so we got no patrons this week but that's okay if you would like to support the show you can go to castroyalepodcast.com slash donate and you can learn about all the different ways that you can support the show and real quick before we go from the bottom of our hearts we just want to thank everybody for listening to us and supporting us throughout the entire year of 2017 um for those that celebrate merry christmas happy hanukkah and every other holiday that happens around this year Festivus for the rest of us. Happy New Year. We hope that everybody stays safe and has a great time. Bada bada. Boom. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. In the bag, tagged, signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours. Bump, 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 bump. That's good. I need to like whip out my guitar there and we'll just play a little bit, have a little jam session at the end of the show. Yeah, the problem is you were just a little bit too slow to the party there, Rob. Maybe if you were a little bit quicker on your feet, you'd be able to, you know, play the air guitar a little bit faster. I mean, I know you're dissing me right now, but I'm going to give you a compliment. I was mesmerized by your little beatbox endeavor thing over there. Hmm. Ooh, now you don't know what to do. Right, now I'm confused. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, well, that's it for episode 52 in the books. If you would like to join our clan... Be on the lookout for open spots. We refresh every Saturday night into Sunday. Join our Discord, castrailpodcast.com slash Discord. That is the group of people that learns about open spots immediately as soon as it happens. So if you want to know first, join. That's right. And if you'd like to reach out to us on Twitter, you can do so by using the handle at Podcast Royale. Right. And as always, snail mail is always an option. You can shoot us an email at feedback at castrailpodcast.com. Although It's Christmas, New Year's. We may take a little bit of time getting back to you. So if you want to get to us, reach out on Discord or hit us up on Twitter. Boom. Boom. And that's it. Are you done? I'm certainly done. It's very late. It's late. I'm tired. But this was a successful episode. You sound crazed a little bit. Well, I mean, after, you know, you know, just, you know, there's only, you know, that's right. Yeah, cool. Good talk, Rob. Awesome stuff. I don't have to talk at all. You just had a whole conversation by yourself. And I didn't even answer half the things that I said. So, I mean, try having that conversation with yourself. It's really weird. That is a fact. Um, well, until next time, get ready for another hodgepodge of everything. Hodgepodge of everything. Boom. Boom. Bye. Bye. Bye.